Hey, hello. How are you? This is a show for everyone else. Instead of going after top 1% of the world, we dedicate this podcast to celebrate the lives of the unsung heroes and self-made artists. Every time I practice, I have to feel myself. That's how I perfect my movements. I inspire her, so she also inspiring me, you know, and those videos, I think people enjoy watching it because it is so much of a good energy. For me, it's something that I'm spending time with my kids, but also I'm teaching them in certain way, you know, without being pushing them. This is the big sport, right? This is a professional sport. And uh, you have to understand and people have to understand it can kill you or it can make you stronger. I know I am a very strong person because because I want people to don't don't do those mistakes that I did because it's not easy to it's not it's absolutely not easy to to stop when I joined Cirque I started with the touring show you know for me like I had two suitcases so two suitcases and you have to pack winter and summer clothes and for me even then so it kind of like teaches you to not to buy many things so if you buy something then you'll have to give away and I never had a problem doing that I love giving I love sharing and um, it's still nowadays nothing changes Hey how are you guys it's Fei Wu your host from the Face World podcast One of the most requested episode is here believe it or not with Cirque du Soleil hand balancer Instagram sensation Gasia Akhmitova Atherton. The last name may sound very familiar to you because Gasia is married to Andrew Atherton, one of the Atherton twins from Cirque du Soleil. Andy and Kevin Atherton have both appeared on an earlier episode of Face World and also one of the most popular episodes we have ever created. Joining Cirque at the tender age of 17, Gasia is now a mother to two beautiful and adorable children, Kamali and Kaysen. Over the past two and a half years, I have grown much closer to the entire family and watched the kids grow up. In between that time, something magical happened. One day when Gasia was just practicing her movements at home, Kamali, her daughter, bravely jumped on her mom's back and a short video was captured. Kamali was having so much fun not knowing that they would later become an overnight Instagram sensation everyone would be talking about. Literally everyone. I had colleagues and friends forwarding me the videos on Facebook. I didn't even know. Then more videos were produced and widely shared on major channels from Cosmopolitan to Daily Mail, Mamma Mia, Shape, Live Buzz, you name it. Most of these videos had well over a million views. 
Garcia went from having a few thousand followers to today over 200,000 engaging fans on Instagram. I waited a long time for this recording because Garcia said she would be more comfortable recording it in person rather than via Skype. So I traveled from Boston to their home in Vegas for the recording. Garcia went above and beyond what I had imagined her talking about. Her stories go all the way back to her training as a little girl, the hardships she endured to become the artist she is today. Andy and Kevin Atherton by her side, having transformed her life, the Fantastic Three, or should I say, Fantastic Six, with Kamali, Kaysen, and the newest member of the family, Luca, Kevin's new son. Together, they're creating some serious footage of their life and workout images. This episode is for those of you who want to learn more about Gassia as a person, a mother, a wife, and a friend. A woman who defied many odds to have the life she lives today. And she is grateful for the little things every day. If you like this episode, make sure to tune in the week after as well, when we invite Gassia, Andy, and Kevin Atherton back to join us on a brand new episode. It's a blast. Last but not least, it takes seconds to subscribe to Face World Podcast. It's a single click on your mobile device, and you'll have brand new episodes delivered right to your devices automatically. It's a gift to us when you choose to submit a review for the show as well. Always honest feedback. You might not know this, but it makes a huge difference. Without further ado, please welcome Gassia Atherton to the Phase World Podcast. Yeah, Gassia, I am so... I'm so happy to be here and to be interviewing you. I've known your work for so long, but you have really just, you become an artist on your own. There's so many different stories you're telling. So yeah, tell me about the origin. Like how did those videos with Kamali even become a thing on the internet? Oh dear. Um, it, it's also nice to have you here. Um, the video of me and Kamali, it kind of like started unexpectedly it's just came out of pretty much nowhere you know when they say like oh you you become famous overnight and pretty much that would happen on, on social media so what happened so we moved to New York we were living in New York um yeah whilst my husband was working obviously I'm looking after the kids and um there was a time that they had to have a nap usually my daughter doesn't like to sleep so she that yeah, she doesn't like to have a nap but um, I always used to put her to bed so she can rest whilst my son is sleeping. So, and I did take that time just for myself, training and balancing because that's what I do. That's what my passion was always. And just not to forget, you know, how to balance on my hands. Uh, I started to practice during that time. And then one of the day, my daughter, she just, she came whilst I was upside down on the canes so that... That's the apparatus I'm working called cane, hand balancing canes. Yeah, so I was upside down doing a handstand and she came and she just hold onto the um, canes and then lift her legs up and and I was I was shocked. How old was Kamali at the time? She Do you was remember? three and a half, three three years old, yeah. But um and what's happened so whilst I was practicing because every time I practice I have to see myself you know because one thing is 
is feeling how you're doing it, but on the video, it looks different. So I, every time I practice, I have to feel myself. That's that's how I perfect my movements. So yeah, and that's how it happened. So I got a chance to you know, you know, it was it was filmed and um, to share this video with my husband with Kevin. You know, instead of like sending messages separately, I just posted on social media on my Instagram page. So my mom, you know, my family in Kazakh back in Kazakhstan could see. So and it just happened. This video got you know reposted so like on so many different channels and it was yeah I mean I was shocked what my daughter showed me wow I can't believe this like in terms of timeline it wasn't even that long ago because Kamali is only four and a half and this happened about a year a year and a a half ago yeah it it happened in April sometime in April when all this craziness on social media happened yeah so that video really gone viral so after that, after that video, I decided, why not? Maybe I can I can start practice with my daughter so she can, you know, because she obviously enjoys it and I'm not pushing. So I, I asked her, would you like to try? So she, she said yes. And for me, it was more, more of a fun, you know, and something that this way she can learn without being uh, pushed, you know, what to do and how to do. So she enjoys it. And so she started to be a part of my trainings and uh, obviously her favorite part is to film as well and to look at herself and the second video gone viral was with the case and where Kason was standing and watching us from the side you could see on that video like he's like you know a little part of his body like mostly like it's belly you can see and then at the end of the video he just sits, sits down and you see it's it's him so that's yeah. the second video that gone viral <laughs> on Instagram and so yeah after that wow so you had an I noticed you had an Instagram page you had a Facebook page way before this happened how big of a jump if you still recall like how many people did you have prior to these videos versus after immediately after yeah it's um well it's kind of hard to remember but yeah like over I think I I I used to have probably like five six thousand followers before but then, like, after first video and after second video, like, it started to, like, appear, like, you know, when 9,000 and then, like, you know, it started to pick up. But it kind of, like, it did kind of bring me quite a lot. Like, now I have, at the moment, I have 199,000. So I'm I'm close to, to 200,000 followers. So, I mean, it goes that way. It goes naturally, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not pushing, but people seem enjoying our video. Why Why do you think they enjoy watching those videos? Well, because definitely um, they're such an amazing kids. So, and, you know, what I do, I know I'm not the only person who can do, you know, like who can hand balance with somebody's on the back, you know, because there's so many circus artists, you know, contortionists. They always do that. So I never really, like, was telling that, you know, I am special or something like that. So... It comes from my kids. So now I see that my daughter, she's talented. I'm not pushing. I know she's very flexible. I want her to to slowly kind of develop, what, you know, what she wants to do. If she, like, she enjoys it. Obviously, she's very enjoying, you know, to be a part of the trainings. And um, and it's amazing. It's obviously, I inspire her. So she also inspiring me, you know. And those videos, I think people enjoy watching it because... 
it is so much um, of a good energy, you know, like, yes, I think there is something special that she, you know, she gives because like, obviously I always enjoy watching her because it's amazing what she can do. And I guess also the fact that it's a mother, mother and kids bond, you know, like togetherness, you know. So for me, it's something that I'm spending time with my kids, but also I'm teaching them in certain way, you know, without being push pushing them. Yeah, my mom, she tried to give everything she could. I started to do gymnastics when I was four years old. And once again, it all for my mom intention wasn't to put me into gymnastics, yeah, into sport at such an early age. So, but because I have older sister and she's one and a half year older. So she took my sister to, you know, to gymnastics. And whilst they were testing my sister, the coach asked if, you know, if, if I can go and play whilst the testing my sister. But because I was that kind of person, whatever my sister was doing, I always wanted to copy her, to do everything she's doing. She's like my, she's like my twin, even although she's older, we're, we were like twins. Yeah, I, I copied everything she was doing, you know, splits, uh, like flexibility, strengths. And after after that test, um, coach came and she said, you know, like this girl, she's definitely talented and she, she's got this kind of athletic, you know, uh, character in her. So why not? You should you should bring her to now from now on to the class, like gymnastic classes. Do you remember? Do you still re- remember when you were practicing at the age of four or five at the time? I do. I do because I remember I started, I mean, vaguely remember, but I do because I think we started to do gymnastic classes. And in a week time, I was already a flyer, which is, you know, like they're calling a little girls because I used to work with the partners. And I started with this girl, Kazakhstanian girl. But for some reason, I always felt more comfortable with two partners. So two base, as we're calling it. And I was always competitive and I always wanted to be the best. Even then, I started to realize. And my mom, she started to see that more and more. But for my mom, it was really important. Like sport is sport, but you still have to study. You know, like education is really important. So we were always like going through. But with the time, my mom, she started to realize that this girl, she's... The only thing she's thinking, the only, yeah, it's it it was for like some essays or some you know works like important works at school we had to do. And my mom she will like one day before like essay or exams she will be like having a chat with me and she will say, okay, so this and this and this this is how you have to do. This is what you have to do tomorrow. Do you you know? And then at the end she was like, so do you understand what I'm what I was just talking to you about? And I will say, oh, mom, I have this element I'm doing tomorrow in acrobatics. And mom, she's like, she just said, okay, this girl only thinking about her sports. So I started to show definitely that I really enjoy. And this is something important in my life. Uh, I was, um, how old I was? I was probably eight, nine years old at that time. But I, I enjoy, like I loved from, I guess, day one until pretty much the last day of my sport life. I yeah I enjoyed being 
which has has never has you know long come to an end because you're so very it, active. It did, and yes, because I mean, yes, I, my last competition was 2006, one week before I joined Cirque. So, so that was really big, um, fast transition for me being an athlete to to become an artist. So, and yes, it, it's slightly different, you know, like I could do everything I, you know, they ask me, but you have to become an artist. You have to be on stage and, you know, to be, to, to be a character. So it was amazing um, experience as well. So tell me a bit more about, I mean, 2006, I, you're still very young back then and, you know, you're competing. What type of competition were you, were you doing at the time? I guess what were your skill sets and yes you um, well 2006 that was my final competition it was may middle of may and that was the world cup championship sports acrobatics yeah so gymnastic acrobatics or acro sport as they call it so um yeah that was my last competitions but yeah i i mean uh, my dedication to this sport was really you know pretty pretty long it was from four until I was 17. So at that time I was 17. Then I joined Cirque. And in Cirque within like two months, I, I turned 18. And yeah, that was my... How were you discovered by Cirque du Soleil? Uh, I've been discovered by Cirque du Soleil. So every international competitions, either World, world Championship, World Cup or World Games. So on each of those international competitions, we always have uh, representatives from Cirque du Soleil. And obviously, like, they're showing you what Cirque du Soleil is all about. And you can continue, you know, your skills, like being an athlete, but in different kind of, like, genre. So, yeah, and then they're asking if you would like to to participate and be a part of uh, Cirque du Soleil team. Then you have to apply online. And, and obviously, like, they're also watching you. They see you a lot, you know, live, how you, like, what kind of, athlete you are like someone actually contacted me from Cirque du Soleil so they wanted they wanted me to send a video it's like a demo video of your you know so I send a video and then within a few weeks I got a contract to to do like training training um in Montreal for four months and I signed that right away I was like yes I would love to go and do that from Kazakhstan directly to Montreal yes oh wow so but then they but then they look so I did sign that contract for four months but then I don't know maybe not even a month later I'm receiving another contract to join already existing show which was Varikai right so I got a contract for one and a half year and it's to go to Australia so for me it was like either four months or one and a half year I was like, well, I finished with sport. I finished with acrobatics. Now at least, you know, I can relax. I have one and a half year, you know, contract, like a job to do. So, and yes, and I, and plus it was uh, to be a flyer with the two porters, like trio. And that's what I, I did in sport for pretty much all my life. How, I mean, you don't mind me asking, how much did you weigh as a flyer? I, I see men and women, they're really tiny. I wonder. Well, it's it it is kind of a long story, but yeah, now I started to open up more and more and actually yeah. So you always have to be light. And especially where I come from, it's Kazakhstan, right? So or 
if we will take any of the ex-Soviet Union countries, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, it's not like being in America. In America, you can get sued by if you will say something wrong or if you will like physically abuse someone, you know? So where in our countries, it's not. Like that's the, the, the different way of teaching. So yeah, you always have to be light. Every day, my partners always used to weigh me before the trainings. So the heaviest I was, it was 33 kilos and I was 17 years old. So by, by the end of my sport career, I was um, 33 kilos at seven, 17. I think when I joined Circa, I was like 93 pounds. So, but um, yeah, I finished when I was 33 kilos. Saying that, um, now I start to say this and I start to share this. This is the big sport, right? This is a professional sport. And uh, you have to understand and, and, and people have to understand. But it can kill you or it can make you stronger. By meaning that 33 kilos, it's very, very, very little. I did went through illness. It called bulimia. I went through that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of normal for me now to talk. But for a long time, I tried to hide this as much as I could. Even I knew people are guessing. Even when I joined Cirque, I still had this illness. And I think this is definitely one of the hardest type of, of my life that I had to go through. Why I'm saying it's mental illness? Because when you go into sport, right, you have, they're always checking your weight, always. So it becomes a problem. It's like, oh my God, I cannot eat this. I cannot eat that. If I will drink a, a glass of water, I'm going to get bigger. And it was like that. So it definitely affected my mental health. Yeah, so, and I did have problems. I did have the health problems through my sport life where I had nothing. I was literally my, it was bones and the skin, you know, but I needed energy. And at some point, like my arms started to get really like, you know, I had cramps and I had to work. I had to continue. And that's the thing. I couldn't say this to my mom, even although I'm sure she probably saw that, you know, I eat, but then I lose weight, you know. I can say that I am a very strong person because, uh, not because of fit. Physically, I am strong. I might be physically strong, but this type of thing could have killed. And I knew because it lasted for quite a several years, not even few, probably four or five years. I, I really appreciate you saying this, but it's so important. I've met so many women in my life, ballet to even high school, high school and college sports, not even national level, you know. And then, you know, as you know, in the U.S., most girls ha are doing participating in sports, soccer, field hockey. And so many of them have gone through such traumatic experience, not nearly as severe as yours. And they're going out there and, and looking for women who share that voice. And to realize that you've come through all that. So there's a future, you know, you over, you overcame that. It, it is. Yeah. And that, that's what, I, that, that's what I say that I am. I know I am a very strong person because I've been struggling with these illnesses for, for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't share with anyone. I couldn't share with my mom. I couldn't share with my friends, with my family. And then I started to date, you know, Andy, because I want people to like don't 
don't do those mistakes that I did because it's not easy to it's not it's absolutely not easy to to stop so what are some of the advice or the what are some of the mistakes that you've you feel like you made by not sharing I guess I guess yeah by not sharing trying to to hide everything inside of me um and now for me I you know I know what it's like and I and I can see this kind of person who's doing but it, it's kind of normal for those countries yeah yeah like it's so normal because you're being physically and mentally abused so for me um now my life is gym like I I would eat whatever I want where before I would be so afraid you know that even if I'll drink water I was I was afraid to to gain weight water weight yeah yes you know things like that but now I was like now I have two kids I eat whatever I want if I want a piece of cake I will eat because I know I will go to the gym and and you know my lifestyle is a healthy lifestyle so I try to eat healthy most of the time Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm not eating or I'm cutting completely everything from my life it's Mm -hmm. it never be a case Yeah. yeah Your, your life isn't your own anymore, you yes. have. And then I think that really goes back to what you said about the way that you work with Kamali. You look at her as this young baby girl. She's the, you know, she's your life. And I think when you look at her and her engagement, her love for the sports, for, for circus art or for working out with you, you don't want to change any of that. You don't want to make it into... I what want, you had to go through. I want her to enjoy everything she's doing. Whatever she will decide to do in, in her life, we will only support. Once again, she will be the only person who will decide what she wants to do in her life. You know, we will only support and we'll only share with, you know, with her our knowledge. One thing you said the first time we we met, sat down in New York, there's something you said that hit me and that made me realize I have to do this. And granted, today you gave me so much more than what I had even on my mind and, you know, so so little I knew about you and the journey that you went through. Um, but one thing you said to me, which was, you know, on Instagram, it's really easy to gain new fans for you and simply for you to record more videos of just you and Kamali and super cute. We love watching that, no question. But at the same time, you are an artist, right? You are not um, a mom. To no disrespect to moms who, you know, work at home if this is something yoga or something they enjoy doing. But deep down, you are an artist at the core, you know? So you said something that you're not only having Instagram just to post mom and daughter videos, even though this may seem like precisely what the world wants and that all... The, that's all they want. But you want to try other things. So tell me your thinking there. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's absolutely right because I started this page just to have a family, to share some moments of my family, of my life, right? And then this boom happened where, you know, me and my, me and Kamali, like, be, 
you know, become a star on social media, on Instagram, and people do want to watch. I do, I do get so many comments and so many messages. Um, you know, we want to see more and more. And I know, I know people love that, and I know what can make a really successful page. It's, it's doing those videos with my kids, and I know that absolutely. But my page is still about my personal life. So I share every like moments, like who's you know when Kamali started to read, started to do you know dance. So when Kason was born, you know like the moments of my, you know me and my husband, like we were doing something. So it's that page and and plus I yeah I I got back to work. I got back on stage because you know it's still I'm not finished. Even until five years I. I decided just to dedicate this time only for the, to the family. And that was really important for me to do. And yeah, my kids are kind of like grown up a little. So I decided it's time to, for me to go back. So and so same thing with my page. Instagram is my life. I want to share all the moments from my life. It's And I know this video is is really, I guess, the most successful kind of. But I also see there's so many women start to to do those videos. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's not the case. I don't want just to get followers. Mm-hmm. They, you know, who wants to follow me, they follow me. It's still, it's my life because I want to I wanna show everyone that this is my personal life. This is my um, performing life. This is, you know, this is my life with the kids. So all those moments, I still want to continue to bring it on, you know, on my social media account. I think it's uh, not every artist out there, including successful ones, have that level of awareness. Um, <laughs> there are sayings like you disappear kind of up in yourself, you know, and you kind of go after and create things only the public will approve and like. So for you as a young artist, still with a level of uh, consciousness and awareness to who you are and what you want to do, I've found that to be really refreshing and you know this is not just to compliment you but I, I really wish artists and musicians out there see that as well when you produce an album you know are you designing that for for all your current fans but what if they decide to like something else or someone else I mean are you stuck with that image that profile of you um, but you mentioned something else I realized I want to talk about just now we're jumping around because there's so so much to your story which is uh, you as a mom, you know, I, I know the lot, there are a lot of circus artists out there really fear having, having a family, having children, making travel difficult, making their career about not just about themselves anymore. So could you tell me about the, the transition? Because I knew you're, you're working with two very young children, four and two. What was that decision making like? And, and how did you make it work? Because what if there are other artists out there not want to know how you, how you do it? Well, um, it was pretty well. It was pretty easy for me to to make this decision because since I I met Andy, right, and for me he was such a star. Like the first show I ever worked, and uh, he was there. I didn't speak any English in 2006. I didn't speak any English, and he's British. So you had like, for me, I was so determined to learn the language. And once it happened, I mean, it's gradually was like going, you know, better and better and stronger. And like, I just love very simple life. I I was never looking for something, you know, that it's just out of this world kind of. Mm -hmm. So 
Andy is my f- first man in my life. And I'm so glad, you know, this guy now is my husband. So, and it, we're both kind of the same and respect each other. We we are best of a friends, you know. So, and just to make this decision to have a family. So, since he proposed to me, I was just thinking, I, you know, I've worked on a second show, which was Iris in Los Angeles. So I worked one year and then we got married and... And I decided, I think it's good time to have, you know, kids, to start to have a family. And it was amazing. Like, it kind of like everything we planned. Because we started to plan when we should have a baby. And then we were supposed to have a vacation for like one and a half months because of the Oscar Awards. The, um, yeah. the Academy Awards So were taking places in the, in the theater that we was working. And um, so and we were like, okay, let's have... By this time, every, everything is just per, like, it was perfect. It was like a fairy tale, to be honest. So, and then after that, um, I always knew I want to have another baby because of me and my sister. I know that, you know, the closer age, they will be so close to each other. So I wanted to have another baby. So, and that's why I decided not to go back to work. Decided to take some time and just to have another baby. And after that, I knew it will be easy for me to recover because I'm still still pretty young. So and I was like, I can have babies. And I knew I wasn't finished with uh, with my performing life because I I still want to perform. So um, we we talked about briefly about traveling and, and minimalism. So I want to talk about that. I often wonder. I mean, it's a popular subject these days talking about minimalism, how to minimize your belonging. And for the past two years, I personally have worked very hard on it, sometimes without much success, i.e. buying more things, holding on to more things. It's so easy, especially being a woman, right? <laughs> and there's so much temptation, right? Like it you is, go to absolutely. every store. Yes, it's absolutely right. Uh, you're right. But I've been, uh, I've been, you know, grew up um, by my family. And my mom, she always used to, like, we don't hold on to things you know, we always give and even although like we went through uh, hard times um, back in Kazakhstan where we couldn't, you know, my my dad just couldn't get any money. Like he wasn't get paid for like months and months. So and we had to like eat like, you know, just the most like cheapest uh, things, you know, maybe whatever grows in our backyard. So things like that. And my, my mom, she would still manage to give clothes to kids or to family who needed the most, you know, so. For us, it was always like a privilege to do that. And then, of course, when I joined Cirque, I started with the touring show that called Varikai. So every month, month and a half to three months, we every like we used to travel around the world, around the city, you know, so many different cities. So and you have, you know, for me, like I had two suitcases. That's that's how many like suitcases we could take with us. So two suitcases, and you have to pack winter and and summer clothes so and for me even then so it kind of like teaches you to not to buy many things so if you buy something then you'll have to give away and I never had problem doing that I love giving I love sharing and um, it's still nowadays nothing changes yeah so for five years I've been traveling and then you know my husband is also the same you know we don't buy many things um, we enjoy as little, you know, whatever we have. And very simple, like super simple. Same thing here in the house. Um, 
because you know we we were living in Los Angeles for two years, and then unfortunately the the show got closed, so we had to we had to move. So we came here to Los Angeles, I mean to Las Vegas, and my husband got a job here. You know, for two years he worked in the show, and after that we got another contract that was in New York. So we know that we constantly will be moving. You know, so. And it also helps you not to buy many things um, because then you're having a trouble to what would you have to do with those things? Yeah. So what are some of the things you can live without other than your family and your children? Like what are some of your favorite items and, and things that you do use regularly? I mean, you, you could pack your life. You can go hiking or, or live somewhere, probably in a small luggage. I think the, the only thing for me is I is really, really important and I, I cannot lose them. And I cannot, you know, it's it's the documents as, as I was when we had the robber in the house. Uh, I don't care. I absolutely don't care because these are just things. Because you understand sometimes computer can broke or you can spill the water. So and you know, like and my daughter one time she she threw up on my on my computer. So and you know, I mean you're getting upset, but it's just the thing. That's all. Like for me, whatever like I have, it's always with me. Like for me, this is the ring that is most important. But even if I will lose, I'm not gonna like cry. Yes, it will be upsetting, but I'm not gonna cry. Everything is with me. And this is the family for sure, because we travel, we make memories. We, um, you know, so for, for us, it's definitely that. Even with the same thing, nothing is forever, right? Like there is certain certain um, pictures that's kind of important to us. So we all have like several hard drives, you know, to back up in case something happens because then those memories, but once again, it's in, it's, it's in, um, it's in our mind. It's, we're living the life, we're making memories and uh, and um, all of these things will never be, you know, the things that will will stick to and we'll try, you know, like, we'll be like sitting and praying like nothing please happen. Thank you so much for, for sharing kind of your inner thoughts, you know, things that people may or may not see or hear about, you know, on even on a picture or on a video. Um, so... I want to talk about photography real quick because you take these beautiful photographs of yourself on Instagram. They're they're stunning. So are they mostly taken by Andy or Kevin or? Yes. So you know, obviously, all when all this social media um, craziness happened to me, and it was in New York. So there's so many uh, photographers, uh, you know, started to contact me. They want to do photo shoot here, you know, like so many different photo shoots on which I always would agree to do. And it was such an amazing experience, to be honest, because there's so many different people, so many different styles. And it was beautiful. And also, like, I started to understand, oh, my goodness, I learned so much. And also, I started to learn what looks good, what doesn't look good. So, and I know the poses and things like that, but... Andy, Andy and Kevin, we all fell in love with the pictures. So we started to, um, you know, so we bought, we purchased the camera and we started to play with that. So, and it getting like more and more serious. So, and of course, like now they have a, you know, object and subject um, to work with. Um, and it's, it's amazing because it's three of us. So we all into photographies. So, and it's so much easier when, and it's not just one person is yeah. looking for something, but it's three. So we do enjoy it. And um, and yes, like all those uh, movements, we, we try to create and uh, to do once again, like something simple, but something unusual. So it's it's very amazing way to 
to be creative like and to show certain uh, certain things through you know through the photographies which is um inspire us like so, so much and uh, I mean it's it's beautiful it's such a beautiful and it's so easy to work with your husband so you you know so you can spend as much as you know time as you want and sometimes like I will have something in my head like some kind of imagination and um, I will try to do that but then you know he will he will say okay you're doing that but can you do this so it's it all becomes or we become as a, just one big team that make this uh, magic ma- magic um, photographies. Yeah. What a wonderful experience. And it just watching you guys work together is something that I, I can relate to because my, my parents also, one callig- calligrapher, the other an artist. So my mom finish, finishes painting something and he would write on her painting. That's just like that partnership is there. And I never thought about, yeah, you, you could rent equipment or schedule time with other people. But then they might not show up or yes. too and, long. And it's, yeah, and that, that's the thing because, um, yeah, with all these photographers, I was like, it's so beautiful when you have like your husband and, and your brother-in-law are into photography. So whenever I want to go and do the shoot, right, I can go anytime. I'll just have to ask because one of them will sit with the kids. Yeah. Another one will go with me. And then whenever I want to like post that photo or do anything, you know, it's yeah. just, it's it's so like easy. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many photographers, once again, I've worked and sometimes you're just not going to get any, like, mm-hmm. any images back. And you're just, like, sitting and waiting and, you know, you kind of want to see them, yeah. but you still don't see. So everyone has their own different rules. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are very disappointing. Some of them are really nice. So I think when you love each other, right, that, that love is there. And that's when you create art that's irreplaceable. And, uh, you know, when you look through the camera, I've oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, I couldn't think of ending in a more positive note. But thank you so much for oh, sharing your stories. Thank you so much. It was such a amazing to talk to you. And- Hi there, it's me again. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I hope you were able to learn a few things. If you enjoyed what you heard, it will be hugely helpful if you could subscribe to the Phase World podcast. It literally takes seconds. If you're on your mobile phone, just search for Phase World podcast in the podcast app on iPhone or an Android app such as Podcast Addict and click subscribe. All new episodes will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks so much for your support.